Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Yeah, it is a part of life. When things get in the way, you have to figure out how to go around them or navigate through them. We're talking about those obstacles that pop up. How can you make that easier to go around them or go through them or whatever your choice is? It's possible once you get a grip on it, proper mindset. And those obstacles, and there's so many different ones, could be holding you back from getting the the success or reaching the goals that you're trying to reach in your life. And he's somebody that helps people with that all the time as a personal development vision strategy coach and consultant. He's the founder and owner of Breaking Formation. Ray Jones is back with us. Hey, Ray, how you doing? What's going on, Steve? How are you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good. I love this topic today because it it happens to all of us, right? It absolutely does. We all face obstacles, literally, metaphorically, mentally, physically, whatever it is. We all face obstacles at some point in our life, and that's, uh, that's something you can count on. That's, that's pretty consistent in all of our lives. All right. Would you agree? Oh, completely. Um, like change. Expect change because it's going to happen sometimes. Sometimes the obstacle could be part of change. Do you think that we put the obstacles in front of us when we really don't need to? Not all of them, but but some of them. Oh, absolutely. See, and I, I want to see. Can I talk? Can I talk about what you what you shared with me about um, you, you jumping a fence? Yeah, sure. When you asked that question, I, I automatically went to like self-inflicted wounds, like things that we actually cause to happen ourselves because we either want to avoid the obstacle or take the shortcut oh, yeah. through and around the obstacle. Oh. And, um, you know, you can say literally this happens, you know, like you said, you holding the fence down, that fence is up there for a reason. It's the optical to keep you from something, and maybe there's another opportunity to go around it, but sometimes it's not the most convenient thing to take the long way around to get to where we want to go. 100%. It's a 100%. chain link fence. I live I live about two minutes away from a concert venue. We pregame at my place, so I had a bunch of friends over, and I'm like, all right, well, it's time to go to the show. So we go to the show through the hole in the chain link fence that somebody put there, and now we're coming back, and we're going to head back in my place. And I I usually step on the fence, the open part, and hold it down for everybody else to go through, especially, you know, women going through. You know, they got flip-flops on or whatever. And the last one goes through, and I wasn't even thinking, so I just released it with my feet. And then I went to go through and got snagged on it. Uh, in, <laughs> little tiny cut. However, it looked like it was getting a little infected. Needed a tetanus shot like two days ago. All good. Not even it's like it doesn't even exist. Probably didn't yeah. even need it. But I just want to be on the safe side. Um, but I was trying to go through or around the obstacle. And you're right, 100 percent right, 100 percent. It was there so, for a reason. Yeah, it was there for a reason. So how many times do we end up facing an obstacle in our life, and we know what we should do? to either get around it, to go oh, the, the right way, but we end up trying to take the most direct route and we try to cut through it and do a shortcut and it ends up causing more damage because we're in a hurry to get to that exciting event, yep. whether it's a financial growth, whether it's a personal breakthrough, whether it's a relationship, and we've seen it time and time again. And I'm going to say that I've, I've done it myself, rushing because I'm in the moment and I get, 
you know, rushing into a relationship that probably should have never happened in the first place, but I'm excited about it in the moment, knowing that we should probably get to know each other a bit better. But we do that with businesses, with as individuals. I'm at the gym. I'm young. I have the energy. I think I'm strong, so I throw on more weight than I possibly than I should, and I haven't actually worked up to that that level of resistance. And I throw it on, and now I'm injured, and now I can't work out, and I can't do these things because I rush to the goal. Yep, yep. <laughs> man, man. So many of us do that, and we continue to do it time and time again because we don't learn from previous obstacles that we've encountered in life, and another one comes up, and it may not be a chain-link fence, but it's a brick wall. They do not look the same, but they serve the same purpose. There's a guardrail on the highway. It serves the same purpose. Slow down on the turn if you don't. There's probably a steep drop or something on the other side of this that you don't want to encounter. So, But we want to get somewhere, so we continue to avoid obstacles or ignore them because they're inconvenient when realistically they're trying to protect us and direct us in a way that's actually going to cause us that, that long-term beneficial growth. I've learned one thing in the past, say, three years of, of my, my current journey, that when obstacles came up, I would, I would freak out a little bit, where it's like, oh, you know, look what just happened. How am I going to deal with that? Not, you know, really? And now... I let it roll off. Like, I don't even think about it. I don't even call them obstacles. Like, it's a speed bump. It used to be a mountain. Just, yep. you know, find a way through it, around it, whatever it's going to be. Um, and I, I've realized with the mindset that it's more of once you get used to, do, used to doing it, it's pretty easy to do, but you got to get used to it, you know, just, yeah. just like anything else. Yeah. And, and all it is, all it is, it's a perspective shift. Yep. So that's why... Most people want to, they want to know, okay, what am I going to get when I'm talking to a personal development coach and my, a mindset coach? Like what, they want to know like what tangible thing are you going to get? And it's like, this is a lifetime skill set. When you start to see obstacles before, when you do a perspective shift, you see an obstacle. But now when you shift your mindset and the way you look at it, it's an opportunity. You go from obstacles to opportunities. And when you shift that perspective, anytime you encounter something, don't get me wrong, it still sucks. Like it's still like, all right, like. Yeah, why? But you you already know by the time I get through this, I'm going to learn a lesson or I'm going to understand why this fence is here and it's keeping me from something. It's keeping me it's keeping me from harm or it's going to direct me on a more a fruitful path. So when you start seeing you, you shift your perspective, you start seeing obstacles that are opportunities, the moment you get through that obstacle, you get over, it, you get through, it, you get under, it, whatever it is, you now have a new skill set and a tool so the next time you encounter that, you're like, oh, I already know how to handle this. Or you're working with somebody else that doesn't understand it, and when they go into it, they're having a complete mental breakdown. You're like, hey, just, just relax. That's all this is. We'll get through it, and this is how I work through it. So now you can help somebody else. And we talked about it last time we, we were on here. It's like, you know, we're all put here to serve. And if I can serve you with the lessons that I've learned through obstacles that I face, you now see an opportunity in your low point, when before you were completely shook, confused, frustrated, irritated, wasting all this emotional energy, when realistically all we got to do is just change our perspective and how we're actually viewing this event that's going on in our life. Yeah. I love what you said, really love what you said before, in terms of looking for the opportunity. And it doesn't have to be even an opportunity to make money or... Uh, better a relationship or anything like that. It could be as simple as 
I'm going to pull this off. I, you know, I'm not going to let it bother me and then take the pride in the fact that you've, you've figured it out and you got around it and you were unscathed and things were okay. That, that's an opportunity there in itself. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you, you, when, you, when you realize that, and, and I would say, like you said, that even if it's not financial relations, in the moment it may not be immediate. But we are never so special that we're the only people that try to hop a fence or get through a fence and, and cut our arm. Like, we, we're, we're never that special that we're the only person that this, this obstacle and this event is happening to. You're probably going to run into somebody else that, or there's going to be another moment where this comes up, and you're like, hey, let's, uh, <laughs> let's just go around it. It's, it's, it's 50 feet that way. <laughs> let's just do this. Or you now know, hey, I'm getting ready to go through this. Now that someone else is on the other side of this, hey, can you hold this fence down? Like, we're never so special in the, the events that, that we call obstacles in life. Like, we're never so special that we're the only people that they're happening to. Yep. And when we understand that, yes, we got through it, and we can be mindful and prideful that we, you know, that thing happened, but, hey, it didn't shut me down, it didn't slow me down. We did it again, and I got through it. 100% of the time, someone else is going to go through that event, and you can actually help them through it. So maybe in the moment, it's not as beneficial to others. But I can guarantee you, you're going to encounter a moment where you can actually help somebody through whatever that event is, whatever that moment was, whether it's financially, business-wise, personally, relationally, platonic, romantic, whatever it is, you can be able to offer your advice through your experience instead of being that person that's just hyping up all that frustration. Like, yeah, you're right, it sucks. You know, we can't do this. Uh, you shouldn't. Like, when you stay in that, op- that, that obstacle mindset, you're always going to have that negative lens on it. And then you're going to be that person that people call you a Debbie, a Debbie Downer yep. or a negative Nancy or whatever, whatever it is, it's because you're always looking at things as an obstacle. Like everything is always against you. Everything's always why me. Everything's always, oh, it, this would happen right now. Like it's always like that. What would you say is the last pretty big obstacle you got through uh, that you're proud of? Anything stand out for you? Well, so, it's up to you. <laughs> we don't oh, have no, to. Hey, no, hey, this is this is about transparency. This is about transparency. So, uh, towards the end of 2021, I was engaged, and we had been together for about six years. Um, retired from the military, had begun my business. I had just in October last year, I just spoke at my first real estate conference in Jamaica. Things were looking, things were looking good. Things were looking bright. Yep. Had bought, you know, my retirement home. I say retirement home at the age of 39 um, on six acres. All. All those good things were happening, and this is the person I'm going to build a life with, and it comes to find out at the end of the year, uh, she had been unfaithful. Oh, perfect time for me to go, women suck, people, they don't have any type of loyalty. That's a perfect time for that, right? Like, I had done all these things. That's a perfect moment for that, right? I, I'm, I'm not laughing. I'm, <laughs> I'm, listen, man, I'm relating. Same situ- uh, yeah, same situation after years of marriage, complete surprise. Well, mostly. Yeah. Hey, completely. No, completely. Right. Yeah. I was like, I was like, yo, we we've been on. I, man, last last year I think we had been on like five or six vacations. Yeah. You know, a couple of them were for business, but we'd still go. I don't. Same. I don't go anywhere. I work from home. Financially, we're stable. But come right before the end of the year, I find this out, and I'm just like, okay, pack your stuff and get out. Like, there was no conversation. But that's a perfect moment to start soaking in myself. I've got money. I've got time. I like to think that I'm a decent-looking guy. There's opportunity for me to go there and do the things that are not necessarily the most beneficial and positive uh, 
you know, in nature. But I was like, okay, this is happening for a reason. I'm in the space where I want to help people develop them as individuals. This includes character-wise. And understanding, I heard it somewhere, where success will take you places character can't handle. And I was like, okay, I'm in a position right now where success, I'm getting ready to experience a level of success that not just my character, but the people in my immediate circle, they, they have to be at. And obviously her character is not at that level. She has to go. Man, it wasn't more than a month after that that I had my one of my virtual mentors podcast reach out to me and ask me if I wanted to work on a project with him. And then another one asked me if I wanted to speak at his conference later this year. And then someone literally asked me, this was how I ended up actually starting breaking information. Somebody actually reached out and was like, hey, I need some help in the real estate space. Would you mind being my coach? I'm just, I'm not getting things done. I know the information. I just, I really love the message you share. Would you be my coach? I will pay you for it. But if I had been in that space of people can't be trusted, people can't do this, and just being in my feelings and blaming everything and turning to the bottle and to the bars and to the women and all these things, I probably would not have been in a space to serve those people, which allowed me to launch this business and give me give a perspective of that success does not shield you from life shit. I don't even like to cuss, but I'm going to say that one anyways. It does not shield you from life crap. It's your mindset that allows you to look at the perspective and change it. When I was like, okay, success will take you places your character can't handle. I'm about to move into another level of success that I have not experienced, and her character is not meant to go there with me. So thank you for the time that you've been in my life with me, but I got to go, and you got to go. So I'm going to go to a different level, and you got to go to a new household. It has nothing to do with me anymore. And, I, and the amount of things that I've experienced this year, from that, from that place of pain, and repurposing it into a repurposing that pain to a position that's going to allow me to prosper and help other people through it. Because again, I'm not the only person that's ever gone through. You just shared that with me. I'm never the one. But if I was too prideful and embarrassed and turned to those things that don't serve me and others, I would not be able to have this conversation. I feel like you're reading my mind. <laughs> like you are. Like the same, different situation, but very much the same. And even the word character, I don't think it and say it enough, but in my situation, you know, my ex's character, I don't know what happened to it, but it doesn't align with mine. And I'm all about honesty, truth, integrity, and something derailed there. And like you said, good luck, God bless. You don't fit what I, my life is, is about um, and it seems very, and opportunities popped up after that. So like you're saying, if you were focused on her, either, you know, uh, dealing with the pain or even you were just in the relationship and it was all good, it might not have supported these things that came along after that and what's going to come in the future. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then the other part, and I don't want to say just, just her on that. It forced me to do some reflection, yeah, some self-assessment, and be like, okay. Because I'll tell people, like, you know what? I'll take responsibility for that. And people are like, wait, hold on. Sure. Did you? And I was like, no. I was like, I was so focused on, and this is where we do that accountability. I was like, I was so focused on growing, providing, uh, protecting, doing the things that a man should be doing yep. that I neglected moments of actually still dating her. I'm not saying that I was gone. Like, I worked from home. We went on trips. But I was constantly pursuing growth and opportunities. And I'll tell people, I was like, no, I, I could have probably dated better. I could have been more present. 
Sure. I took that accountability. So I had to, I can't, because we can't always be the victim when things like this happen. That's, that's typically what happens with people. Oh, they did this and they did that, whatever this and that is. I went, I was like, okay, what could I do better? That way this doesn't happen again. I probably should have been more present and continued to date her. Then maybe she would have not looked elsewhere for attention. Um, I got you, and it takes two. That's a relationship. Oh, and you, and, exactly. And you're taking some accountability, but that doesn't make her right in... Oh, no. It's, what, it, what, what I'm saying is I took accountability for my actions sure. in the process. Yeah. Not her response to my actions. I, 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 do not, I do not condone, support, embrace, whatever word that you want to put behind it. I do not because, yes, she could have spoken up and be like, hey, I would really like more of your time. So if you can just end whatever it is that you do throughout the day at this time every day so we can spend an hour or two together, I would have been like, absolutely. Yep, yep. Uh, but many times, uh, those who are un- unfaithful, we, we could go, we could spend another podcast on this. You know, <laughs> it, you know, you talk to therapists, everybody. Uh, it's usually the person has something they're dealing with from their past that they didn't fully deal with. And... Um, they need that for whatever reason. Um, but again, it's if you looked at yourself, Ray, five years ago, would you say you were pretty much a different person than you are now? Oh, completely different. Yep. Completely different person. Yep. Yeah. And it's, um, I, I think five years ago, I would have handled it the way that I, that I said I, I definitely wouldn't. I definitely didn't handle it this time. I probably, I, I probably would have been, I'm in Central Texas. I probably would have been in, uh, downtown Austin, hanging out at the bars, doing these things that, um, and at the end of it would have still just been just as empty because I didn't, like you said, I didn't overcome the obstacle of my life that happened previously. I just kind of ignored it, ignored it or avoided it. And I think that's why people remain in therapy. They avoid obstacles instead of actually pushing through it to learn the lesson and growing from it. Yeah. Yeah, and and the I never thought I could get through all the obstacles that I was presented with, like literally starting a new life, literally, you know, my daughter living with me um, as a result of everything that happened. Uh, yeah. You know, lots of major changes, and there's still many there, but I don't look at them like, oh man, how am I going to get through that? It's yeah, going to get through it. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it yeah. I like. The cha- you know what? I like the challenge now, where in the past the challenge was the fear. <laughs> so it's different, but in a good way. Oh, I love it. And that's where, you know, we, I like that we went back to that because you're saying people typically go therapy because it's something they haven't overcome. It's an obstacle they haven't worked through. They haven't, they didn't understand why it happened, and they remain in that that space and place of, why did this happen to me? That, that victim mentality. Instead of, okay, this happened to me. Not why did it, but what lesson... What lesson did I learn from it? What things should I do or not do again? How did I grow from this? And when you can completely shift your perception, um, are you familiar with Inky Johnson? Uh, say it again. Inky Johnson? No. So he's a, he's a, he's a motivational speaker that I, that I really respect, and he says perception drives performance. The way you view things is the way you do things. Hmm. So if we never change our perception, we continue to do things the same way. If we always look at obstacles as problems, and things that are in a way, and why is this happening to me? Things will always happen to you that way, and you'll always respond the same way, and you'll always get the same results. But if you change your perception on it, you're going to perform on those opportunities differently. So you have to change your perception. Isn't that almost like manifesting, 
what what you think becomes the reality. You know, our oh, yeah. thoughts are so powerful. Oh yeah, yeah. That's uh, uh what, what is it? I don't want to mention the name. Maybe I shouldn't even say it. I want to say Doctor Joe Dispenza. Yes. And he talked about your your personal reality is based off your personality or your your current reality is based off your personality. The way you view things, the way you do things, the way you experience things. Yep. So if you want to change your current reality, you literally have to change who you are by changing the way you think, changing the way you act, and changing the way you, you perceive life so that your experience in life completely shifts. So in order for you to experience life differently, you have to become a different person. That's why Ray is not Ray of five years ago as I am today, and next year I will not be the same person in August of 2024 as I am in August of 2023. Yeah, I, I, I feel the same exact way. And I've often heard, too, that we reevaluate our lives after five years. And uh, they call it the seven-year itch in relationships because after you evaluate, it typically takes two years to take action. And that's where the seven come up. Nice. I like that. I'm, I'm going to look that one up. I've not heard that one. I like it. Well, you know what? Uh, you know, I was married a bunch of years. I counted back to seven in 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 packs of seven, and things happen in those seventh years. Not even kidding. Yeah, <laughs> so I think there's some truth to it. Uh, yeah. For you to work through something with somebody to help them out, you know, on a on a coaching level, how does it start with you? Do you get the you know like we did in in talking now, uh, you talk about their situation and what their goals are. Is that kind of how it begins in, in personal development and, and coaching? Yeah, we, we got to figure out what it is that they want, you know, where they want to go in life, what it is specifically they want. But then we also have to create, like we were just talking, we have to create a level of awareness as far as who they are, why they are the way they are, and why it is that they're experiencing life the way they're experiencing. And we go from who you are to how we can change. But it always has to start with that level of awareness so that you're not looking externally as to everybody else is making me do this or this is why I'm doing this. It's everybody else's and everything else's fault. When you realize and you're aware of who you are, that self-awareness piece, once we become aware, we can then assess the things that aren't necessarily serving us in life, Mm -hmm. and then we can start making the adjustments. But we can't make those adjustments to course correct until we become aware of the things that we are currently doing that aren't necessarily serving us. You're saying you're, you've got a word there that was one of my biggest surprises in, uh, in my journey after my situation, similar to your situation, happened. Uh, got a friend from uh, when I was 17. She's a therapist. Like, we, we text a lot. We don't talk a lot. But she's kind of like, you know, I bounce things off of her. And in the be- beginning, you know, my ex's family was my family. And I was like, but, but Rosemary, I can't believe this is happening now. You know, we're, we're all disconnected. And she goes, whoa, 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 hold on a, a minute there. I'm like, what? She goes, those people don't serve you anymore. And I was like, it sounded dirty in the beginning, like, you know, like you're some king on a hill. And then I was like, you know, they don't. They're not, they're not me anymore. That's not, you know, it's the same thing with the character thing. <laughs> That's, they have different character as my ex doesn't align with my character. Um, so that word is really important. Things, people, all of that uh, may not be serving you anymore. And that might be time to take a look at maybe making a change with a, uh, with a life coach at that point. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, Jim Rohn, I, I always like to give people credit when I, when I remember where they came from, but 
uh, he's the one that originated the quote, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Yep. Yep. <laughs> if, you're, if, you're, <laughs> if you're curious as to why you're experiencing life the same way and everybody around you is validating, like, no, it's everybody else, that's because you are all literally the same people because you spend the most time. We adapt to our environment. We adapt to who's around us. And we eventually become those people. You ever seen someone... It's like when people have the, they have the work voice and they have their uh, their friend voice. Like you don't talk like that when you're at work, but when you're around a close group of people, you talk extremely differently. Why is that? Because I'm in a different environment, mm. and if my environment is always that of victimhood, blame everybody else, and I'm not, I'm living for Friday, and I'm not living or doing anything. You said the seven year seven year hitch. If I'm not doing stuff now to affect who I'm going to be in two years, and I'm only worrying about being off on Friday just so I can escape my reality that's what it always been if nothing changes nothing changes that includes the relationships you hold yeah and it's you know i listen to you speak about that and i think i have all i have lots of friends from back in the day but i have new relationships in the last two years and even in that some of those people from a year ago are no longer there because they just didn't align with me and the other people that i became friends with and we even Absolutely. say, you know, Jen, Jen's great. I feel bad for her. She's got a lot of issues. We'd love, you know, to help her out. She just, she needs to figure it out. Um, and she doesn't, she doesn't work with the rest of us. Um, and, and true story, you know, she did some things that weren't cool. So time to move on. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all it is. That's- How do we find you, Ray? What, what's, uh, what's your website? You can find me at breakingformation.com. That is www.breakingformation.com. Or you can email me at ray at breakingformation.com if you want to set up a consult. A couple of years ago, year and a half or so, you broke formation in your relationship. And look, oh. at, look at where you are today. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that, that, that wasn't even a year and a half. That was, that was, we're about to enter September. That was nine months ago. Oh, okay. I thought you said 21. Okay. My oh, no. Yeah, no, that was nine months. That was at the end of, I might've said 24. That was literally at the end of this last calendar year. Um, oh. And even before that, like literally stepping away from formation, uh, I, I retired from the army in October 1st of last year. Um, and that completely shifted from that so rigid mindset and how I do things to where it's just adapting where I'm at, accepting that I'm in a new environment, that I'm around new people, that I'm working with people in a different way, that I'm still serving, but I'm serving from a different capacity and a different lens. Um, yeah, and it's just, it's just different. It's just different. As you continue to grow, and I tell, this is my unofficial slogan, if you want more, you have to prepare for more. This is that prep work. Let's do the prep work. Hmm, love it. Love it. And, uh, and, and I'll stay away from holes and fences. <laughs> <laughs> Or at least, at least, at least, have somebody else to spot you when you're going through. That was it. There was nobody there. That, that you know what? That's exactly what it was. And and uh, because we had a smaller group going back the other way, whatever. Uh, Ray, thank you for your transparency and uh, and everything today. You know, it's 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 funny when we first started talking, we we're like, I don't know where we're going. We're going to talk about obstacles, but uh, a lot of relatable stuff for all of us uh, came out of it. So for that, I thank you. Oh no, I appreciate it. That's where. You know, that's, that's where I say, you know, coaching is it's not a cookie-cutter thing. We all have experiences, but we've all gone through life. Yeah. And if we just relate from that matter, we can always help each other through it. And at, talk it out. We'll figure it out. Let's, let's see where we can help one another. 
because these lessons, even when I'm coaching somebody else, I take lessons from them as well that I can share with somebody else. Totally. And you know what? The, being in the military, you know, you've left some of that behind in terms of your mindset, but you, the discipline and all that that went with it. That only drives you even further. You know, same thing with, you know, our relationships uh, with, with exes. You know what? Yep. Just, it. I don't want to say it happens for a reason, but you know what? You learn from it and it happened for us, you know, not to exactly. us. And there's nothing wrong oh, with that. Love that, love that. Cool. Uh, thanks, Ray. I'm looking forward next time we get together. All right, brother. Next time. Thank you. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Let's go inside the mind of a 10-year-old. I should have worn those earrings today. I like those earrings. Gabby has those awesome earrings. I need to ask her where she got those, but that's just what she would want me to do. I'll have Michaela ask her for me. Buckle up, Sarah. Yeah, but then Michaela will be like, why don't you just ask her yourself? That's just like Michaela. Sarah. Buckle up. Michaela's such a great name. I wish I was called Michaela. There's like a dozen Sarahs in my class. Hey, we're not hitting the road until you buckle up, honey. Oh, yeah. Seatbelt. I forget sometimes because my brain is, like, busy, you know? I wonder if there's pizza at school today. Sometimes it can be tough to get through to your kids, but it's not impossible. Always make sure they're wearing their seatbelts, even on short drives. Remember, you have the keys, you have the power. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information. 